Everyone up, everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with me, Lookout Bear, on a brand new adventure. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Michael B. Moynihan here. Zubily Zoo's resident adventurer, Lookout Bear. I, along with my friends Paul, Hello, Zubaroos! And Billy, Welcome to the show! Have teamed up to bring you an informative and entertaining deep dive into the loving world of Zubily Zoo, one episode at a time. So please, buckle up and join us for... When you're in Zubily Zoo, Zubily Zoo, Magic and wonder are waiting for you So come on with us now And discover the wonder of you Welcome to Zoobly Zoo Hello everyone and welcome back to the Zoobly Zoo podcast I am one of your hosts, Billy Peck And with me is Paul Harder And Michael B. Moynihan Lookout Bear from Zoobly Zoo And guess what? We have a special guest Introduce yourself, sir. I am Bravo Fox, also known as Gary Schwartz. My buddy for so many years, and I'm so happy, Gary, that you're joining us tonight. It's great to uh, to hear that lovely, <laughs> wonderful voice, that soothing voice. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to it's good to be here. This. Uh... Yeah, you were. Uh, we had such a good time, and uh, you are a big part of uh, why that show and I. I had so much fun, so many great memories. Oh, me too. And you are part of most of my greatest memories from that show. <laughs> they usually involve you somehow. And uh, you know, Paul and Billy and I have been reminiscing about Zubli Zoo episodes one at a time, and I was so looking forward to uh, having you with us to hear your perspective. Your behind the scenes uh you know memories of these episodes and of course uh one of my favorite episodes and i'm sure one of yours is bravo come home bravo come home that was one of my favorite episodes <laughs> that was great so to, I, yeah go ahead uh, so to start uh the show off um to take you down a little bit of memory lane uh to you know the the show premiered uh, September 15th, 1986, 35 years ago, and now some change since we're a couple months in. But um, other things that happened at the time, other uh, children's and uh, family-type shows that came out all around that same time was um, the Flintstone Kids uh, came out, you know, as well, they were as children. Um, Sesame Street was on its 17th season. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was also on its 17th season. Uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse also premiered the same week as Zubilee Zoo, both produced by Steve Binder. ALF came out. Real Ghostbusters came out. The Cosby Show was the biggest family-rated show, and the Oprah, Oprah Winfrey Show had just came out. That was all like within the same sometimes same week or couple of weeks from each other. So um, pretty crazy. Um, just kind of what the, the you know, the, uh, the time frame was for when you uh, made your debut. Oh my God. It's just like through the decades. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Hallmark property, 
Uh, the only other kind of kid shows that it seems like that they had uh, prior was Rainbow Bright and Shirt Tales. Mm. Uh, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Michael Sheehan was a voice on Shirt Tales. I wouldn't be surprised. So uh, <laughs> uh, just, yeah, going through a little bit of what was going on at the time. And, uh, you know, before we get into breaking down uh, Bravo Come Home, uh, let's talk about a little bit of, you know, you – uh, getting the job, your audition process. Um, I, I think there's a good majority that do know some of the story, but there's some who definitely don't. So, uh, you know, if you want to break that down to some bullet points, we'd love to hear it. Well, uh, another show that was airing at the time uh, that had aired the year before uh, was a show called Dumbo's Flying Circus. And one of the stars of that show uh, was my uh, comedy team partner, Caleb Chung. And Caleb Chung and I had been comedy team partners and um, comic mimes uh, since uh, the 1977. And uh, we had done a show, uh, I think in the early 80s, it was the very first children's show on the very first year that the Disney Channel premiered on cable TV. And that was called uh, You and Me Kid. Uh, and I, I posted some uh, videos of, uh, of you and me, kid, um, on YouTube, so you could go look those up. But uh, Caleb was working as a giant orangutan in a costume on Dumbo's Flying Circus. And it was a Disney Channel show um, that uh, featured uh, Dumbo and, and, and um, uh, CJ, the orang- not CJ, but uh, the orangutan that Caleb played. Anyway, when that show wrapped, uh, one of the uh, puppeteers on that show uh, had mentioned that to Caleb that that they were auditioning for this new uh, children's show called Zoobly Zoo uh, about a family of animals. And uh, they they needed uh, triple threat uh, actors, people who uh, actors who could sing and dance and be in costume. And uh, so. Caleb said, you know, do you want to go on this audition? And I said, nah, (laughs) because I said, you know, I don't sing or dance. And uh, so he says, well, I'm going. And I said, well, good luck to you. You know, (laughs) Caleb Caleb was my best friend and partner, but he was, uh, you know, (laughs) he had less training than I did. (laughs) Although he was just a genius mind. Uh, Anyway, he went. And then he came back uh, to over to my apartment. We lived across the hall from each other. And he said, hey, I got a call back. And I said, wait, you got a call back for this triple threat children's show? And he goes, yeah. And I said, wait a minute. So I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. You know, he can't sing or dance. And I'm a better actor than he is. <laughs> so I kind of conned him into the uh, going on his callback with him. They need, he needed a scene partner. And uh, he was up for the part of Builder Beaver. So uh, we rehearsed a scene where I was Bravo Fox and he was Builder Beaver. And I was just going to be his scene partner to help him out at his callback. So we went to the callback and uh, I played the part. I didn't play it as, uh, as, as uh, uh, with the Ed Wynn voice yet, but I, I just played it as straight as I could and, uh, you know, to make Caleb look as good as he could. 
And uh, so the uh, I don't know who was in the room. I was Mary Jo Blue and I think Steve Binder and a couple of other people. And uh, as I was as we were leaving after the audition, they said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, can you leave your picture? And uh, so they called me the next day and they said, you know, could you come to the next callback? So I went to the next callback. And that was when they were auditioning for Bravo Fox. <laughs> and uh, so. We're sitting in this room. Oh, gosh, I don't know where it was. I think it was in West Hollywood or somewhere. But uh, we're sitting out in this little uh, uh, lobby area. And there was a glass door where all of the actors would go in to audition. And everybody's got their sides sitting on their laps and rehearsing their lines. And uh, uh, Sandy Grin is there. Auditioning for what role? For Bravo Fox. (laughs) And uh, so... We're watching, and, and and so the 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 breakdown said, you know, uh, supercilious, uh, uh, egotistical actor of the theater, man of the theater, you know, very self-important, and uh, so we're sitting there, and you know, you sort of rehearse to yourself, what's you know, how to what what are you going to do? And I was going to do one of those great, you know, theatrical voices. And but I'm sitting next to the door and I'm hearing all of the other auditions and they're all doing that kind of, you know, Cyril Richard and, uh, you know, these grand eloquent uh, voices, you know, and then Sandy goes in and he does kind of, a, you know, W.C. Fields, you know, he does one of those, you know, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to go in with the same voice that four other actors went in on. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, what kind of voice should I use? And I said, well, you know, Ed Wynn. Ed Wynn could say, you know, you know, go f- yourself, kid. You know, and, and we get a laugh because he's so he's so, you know, hilarious. So you could say very imperious things. Uh, if you did it in an Ed Wynn voice, it would be cute. Oh, and that was it. Uh, on top of all of the other things at the bottom, it said, and, but he must be adorable and cute. <laughs> so I went in with uh, Ed Wynn's voice and then, you know, I did the voice and I did the audition and uh, they said, thank you very much. And then uh, I think we came back the following day and it was just me and Sandy. And uh, I think Sandy knew Van Jones or something like who was the costume and puppeteer on, on Dumbo Circus which was the whole connection to getting this audition in the first place. Was that Van Snowden, maybe? Van Snowden, yeah. 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 Who was also H.R. Uh, Puffin Stuff. He was the guy who was in the H.R. Puffin Stuff costume. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's how, you know, so that was, that was I, I followed Caleb into the audition because he was in contact with Van Snowden, who worked on Dumbo Circus. Anyway, I just got in on his shirt tails, and here I am at the callback. And it's just me and Sandy, and we're sitting there, and Sandy's glaring at me, <laughs> you know, and uh, anyway, um, they then they brought us in together to read a, across from each other. And and he was doing, ah, you know, I'm W. You know, he did. The, he did this kind of I'm one of these kind of characters. And I did one of these kind of characters. And they said right in front of us both. Well, OK, we're going with Gary. Oh, and Sandy was crushed. Oh, and uh, he goes, you know, and he just slunk out of there. I felt terrible. That was just a terrible way to conduct this audition. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then uh, 
So then I got the job. And then first day on the job, it was, uh, it was Michael and Louise and, uh, and Forrest and uh, me and Michael Sheehan as Builder Beaver. And, uh, you know, we were working on our costumes, et cetera. And uh, Michael didn't like the costume. Michael, didn't Sheehan. Like the, Michael Sheehan. Didn't like the tail. Didn't feel comfortable in the makeup. And uh, was just very kind of unhappy. And he thought he was kind of trapped in this, uh, you know, prosthetic hell. And, and you know, uh, in his defense, he was, he had a really great career in voiceover. Oh, my God. And, he was Barney Rubble. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and such a talented guy. And I think. That, and a nice um, guy. Super nice. Sweet oh yeah, guy. and um, I still and, get messages from him on Facebook. Yeah, and I I think that it just wasn't his dream job, and and I know that tale, um, the early rendition of that tale, that big beaver tale, was hurting his back. I remember. Yeah, and um, and he was just probably, all the way around. Yeah, the prospect, and everybody could sense he was unhappy. The prospect of 65 episodes of this, and then who knows, maybe hundreds more. Uh, yeah, think, right. This could be a career. You could be yeah. stuck being, you know, uh, with this guy for a while. And we were all thrilled. Yeah. And he <laughs> was he was very graceful the way he um, bowed out yeah. and, uh, and made one other beaver very happy. And then they called in Sandy Grin, whom they really liked. But they just couldn't cast two Bravos, and uh, and and Bill Bill uh, uh, Builder Beaver. Uh, I mean, Sandy was just on cloud nine when he came in, and he just bit into the role hard with both teeth. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then it just clicked. It really did, and it, it was a different Builder Beaver. A one hundred percent before. Different. But uh, different in a great way. They're both yeah. wonderful. But yeah. Sandy's Builder Beaver just seemed to fit with this ensemble so well. And, and it was uh, so different than his Bravo audition because he was he was kind of this innocent, you know, with this very high kind of pitch voice. Yeah. And he really just, oh, my God. And, uh, you know, uh, he's super talented. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's when that's when the show got rolling. Yeah, so, and, um, oh, and thank I, goodness because we've become really good friends. And oh, yeah. Sandy, we had uh, so much fun together. Yeah, and uh, you know, Sandy is a great wit. Yeah, and uh, we—he loved, uh, you know, all of our, all of our. Uh, when they, they wouldn't yell cut after a while because they knew we would <laughs> continue to do stuff, uh, and uh, they, so they wouldn't yell cut after the scene was over. And Sandy and I used to love ad-libbing lines, or if, you know, he would. He would always do something if I if I flubbed a line, uh, and uh, <laughs> it was like uh, it was like really friendly fencing back and forth with with mm. uh, with humor. And I think it was important that conditions that we were working under, you know, were could could be stressful and uh, the heat and those costumes. And I think humor was one of the ways that we got through those long days and, and we're able to still enjoy it and enjoy each other's companies and not. Oh kill yeah. Each other. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, they came to us early on and said, you know, we're going to work you 15, 16 hours a day, but uh, we're not going to give you overtime and don't tell your union. <laughs> well, I guess you just did. 
<laughs> 40 years later, so sue them. I wonder if you can still get some bucks out of that. Yeah. Cats out of the bag now. <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm going on strike. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I, I, I love that you Google did. Who unfair the, uh, the <laughs> I love that you did your uh, Builder Beaver impression. You know, we, we kind of, you know, tried to get Michael to do some, and he loves doing uh, a Bravo impression. It's the uh, only so one I can do. love doing Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> We, we know, uh, you know, from from, you know, some little stories and some pictures that have uh, populated and, and Michael telling some stories. But uh, um, Ken Page, well, I never was... met. I never met Ken Page. Oh, you you didn't uh, No, I think you may have. Because do you remember there... at, um, Paramount Studios? They got us the new cast of Zubilee Zoo for a press, a big a press release. And okay. And uh, I'll show you a picture, and you're in it with Ken Page. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, and because I wasn't a, a Broadway guy like you, yeah, I, I was unaware of how impressive he was. Yeah, um, maybe that's it, or or maybe we just photoshopped you into that picture. Because <laughs> yeah, there was a, a picture, a a couple pictures that showed up in the uh, Facebook group. Uh, over the last number of months, like there's particularly one where like you're all on a bicycle. Hmm. A bicycle um, built for a zoo. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember um, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a big, big press thing uh, that they put together to announce the cast of the new children's program, Zoobly Zoo. And they took pictures. They interviewed us. They even asked some of us to get on you know, a microphone and sing a song or two. And uh, it was, you I know, here, hung here, back because again, was I was feeling very insecure. The fact that I could not sing and dance. And these guys were, they could soft shoe and tap dance and sing. And they'd been on Broadway. And I'm thinking, you know, how did I get here? But guess who mm -hmm. taught me how to juggle pins? Well, there you go. <laughs> Gary Schwartz. Um, now you bring up, uh, you know, the dancing and, and things of that nature. Did you know that look out there has a misstep in his dance routine at the beginning of the song? Okay, Do you know? Nobody Don't knew. Mind. Nobody knew. We were the only three who, who knew about that. And now Gary knows. <laughs> All I can tell you is don't watch Bravo's footwork. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to I'm going to hope for a trend here where like everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, this part I. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, when you're in a choir and you're like lip syncing while everybody else is singing. That yeah. was me with dancing. Well, Gary, okay. when we shot that opening sequence and, you know, I'm a trained dancer. I'm like, oh, I'm going to nail this. This this is easy, this stuff. And rehearsal, rehearsal. OK, now we're going to shoot it. The only time I ever messed up one step was the one that they kept. And anytime I see the opening of the show, I swear to you, I cringe a little bit. Oh, wow, that's funny. I did not know that. <laughs> and it's hardly noticeable, uh, but I noticed it. Yeah. Let's now, go thanks ahead. to this show, we have to keep drilling it into your head. Yeah, so <laughs> appreciate that, guys. <laughs> let's go ahead and let's move on to discussing the episode. Paul has been doing a good, a good job with the synopsis for it. So, Paul... What do you have for Bravo Come Home? Well, we want Bravo back. Anyway, uh, 
The Zoobles are preparing for Zoobal Fest with the performance of Robin Hood and the Merry Zoobles. Bravo, in the meantime, is unhappy with how the Zoobles aren't really focused on the show, and he devises a plan to have his cousin, Otto von Fox, take over as director. Otto pushes the Zoobles to the limit, and they stage a walkout demanding the return of Bravo. Will there be a Zubal Fest, or will it be a big Zubal flop? All right. So let's talk about this episode. Uh, Michael, do you have uh, scripts or um, production notes? I don't. I don't have okay. for this episode. Um, uh, uh, Gary, uh, <laughs> what Billy is referring to, I have a lot of my original scripts. Wow, really? Wow. It's fun to look at them and see, sometimes compare the script to what actually ended up being uh, on camera. Because as you know, a lot of the stuff, we would go off script and ad lib and a lot of it stayed in. And Yeah, uh, I watched a couple. I watched that episode and uh, can see where um, like uh, uh, Forrest uh, flubbed a line, but he, he, he recovered. And, uh, yeah. you know, when he was telling me his excuse about why he didn't memorize it, yeah, and it, yeah. it played it played great. Yeah. And that's and, so funny because th- there's a line that, you know, Van Gogh never blows a line. So the fact that Forrest actually blew yeah. one is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, going back to the opening uh, of this show, here's something that I've never talked to you guys about. Maybe not even Gary. Um <laughs> You'll see that my name in the credits says Michael Moynihan. And mm-hmm. professionally in the Screen Actors Guild and um, Zoobly Zoo was covered under the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, or AFTRA. Um, my professional name is Michael B. Moynihan. And there's a story to that, but we'll, I'll bore you with that another time. But when, like, after we shot the first week, Gary, um, they showed us some of these episodes. And I saw the opening credits and my heart sunk a little bit. Not that it's a big deal, but, you know, I've had a career and my name is Michael B. Moynihan professionally. And now they put Michael Moynihan in the credits. And I didn't oh. know if I should say anything. And it was bugging me. So I went up to uh, Mary Jo, uh, our producer, Mary Jo Blue. And I said, look, I don't want to be difficult. But, you know, professionally, I'm Michael B. Moynihan. And that's what it says on my contract. And I thought that's what you would put in the credits. But it says Michael Moynihan. And they're, they're, my uncle is Michael Moynihan. And uh, we have a, a banter back and forth who, you know, he's Michael E. Moynihan. I'm Michael B. Moynihan. So it's special to me that, you know, my professional name, it means something to me. And they changed it. You'll notice in the opening credits, after a certain amount of episodes, they started giving me my B. Excellent. <laughs> but I noticed it in this, in this episode, Bravo come home. And then I noticed, here's another thing, uh, Ben Vereen, Mayor Ben in his opening sequence. Sometimes you see him put his hands like this and you see right. Louise, uh, was that kangaroo put her hands like this? Yeah. You'll notice like that in like a cat position or something. Yeah. Right. Right. And um, you see Ben sometimes do this, like, you know, like a cat, a leopard, which is what he is. And Louise was doing it a lot in this episode. I noticed in the early episodes, Gary, we were doing more of our animal character. Because remember, Ed Greenberg was trying to get us to incorporate the animal. And uh, we evolved. And we soon dropped a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah. But you can really see it in in this episode with Ben with his hands. 
and you see Louise doing her hands and kind of hopping, doing hops. Oh, my gosh. You know, as much as, much as I love uh, Ed Greenberg and everything, and, you know, he, he came from improv, and he was, uh, he was uh, um, the uh, coach, the improv coach for the and, – and I have studied with Viola Spolin, and I am sort of the foremost uh, uh, exponent of uh, Viola Spolin's improvisation. And to have him tell me – you know, to be more fox-like, <laughs> rubbed my fur the wrong way. <laughs> well, I don't remember ever seeing you really, uh, you know, uh, uh, enjoy, I never, I never enjoy did that. that inner fox or explore the inner fox. You never did. No, no. Yeah. And I have done that exercise called animal images, which is what he was about. Uh-huh. But uh, I, 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 from the very beginning, had my vision of who Bravo was. As a matter of fact, you know, I did not want to wear a headpiece. I, I lobbied for uh, uh, this very elaborate hair uh, wig, uh, you know, that had to be woven specifically uh, just to cover the ears that were glued to the top of my head. And um, I remember working with Bill Corso on my nose. I really didn't well, like the first nose. Me, Gary, Gary, don't you mean Academy Award winning Bill Corso? Academy Award winning Bill Corso <laughs> and Emmy award winning Bill Corso. Yeah. And Bill Corso, this was his very first job in the makeup industry. He was like 19. And I went over to his apartment and he showed me my nose and I said, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it was too big. It looked like a wolf. Yeah. Oh, I remember, okay. mind you, I think all of them were, were really big. And we, I think we all lobbied to yeah. uh, get them, you know, a little more manageable. And I think Louise may have lobbied a little more because hers came out like a little thimble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, so else, she, or else they just didn't want to cover up too much of that cute face of hers. Yeah. So she really I, I, did end up with a button nose. Yeah. She did. She did. <laughs> and uh, I, so I, I remember him and I working on the nose. And I think because he was wanting to do such a good and he was really good. He was very talented. And he drew sketches. And I, I said, you know, when you're and he helped he drew the sketches. I was there in his apartment and I said, yeah, yeah, more of like a Bob Hope nose, you know, and uh, and he got my idea. And and then he made the nose and it was the right nose. And then they again, they wanted to give me this headgear, this headpiece, you know, uh, like all of the other Zubles wore. And I said, no, I, I, I want to have a widow's peak and a receding hairline and uh you know, I want to be very theatrical. And uh, they bought into that. And then they, wow. you know, at first they were very like, you know, how much this wig is costing us to make? <laughs> and I remember seeing it at the end of a day. Uh, it oh. almost had its own celebrity, the wig there oh, on the head. God. And they would pin it onto the head, Bravo's uh, wig and ears. And there it was at the end of a day. And I, you know, I had just done two years earlier, I had just done Quest for Fire, where which was the first Academy Award winning prosthetic makeup Academy Award. And uh, 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 so I loved being in prosthetic makeup. But when the, the wig required glue all over down your cheeks on top of your head and, you know, it was a lace wig. So they had to like really glue it very solidly every day. And at first it was, I was in seventh heaven, you know, getting, <laughs> you know, cause the, my makeup took like an extra hour at, at the beginning and, you know, just to get it all right. And, and, uh, 
But I mean, when, you know, once we were into the working on the show, oh my God, I would get at six in the morning, I'd get in that makeup chair and I would cringe when they would take that goopy paintbrush and go down my cheek and I'm going, wow, God. And then, you know, it's very fragile. And if it snags, it gets pulled off very easily if somebody snags it. And uh, so then it has to get re-glued. And I hated that because they're always putting fresh spirit gum on my face. And I was always, wherever I was, I was, you know, watching, you know, like if anybody came near me, watch the hair, watch the hair, don't touch the hair. <laughs> no, that's really interesting. Um, you know, I, I mean, obviously it's quite noticeable and I, I just never really thought about that. Like, yeah, everybody is wearing, you know, like a whole like headpiece. Yeah. Um, and then and in yeah. between takes, they could take it off and get yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, and that was, it was the first thing we would do. We couldn't wait to hear cut. And then the big air conditioners would come on. Remember Gary, they put a big, they had that yeah, big, the big fans. Yeah. And the, uh, what was it called? A duct, the air duct they would put over by our chairs. And boy, yeah. we, we could take our, that headpiece off and, and I just couldn't. get that cold air on us. Poor Gary couldn't. I couldn't. And even Gary, your, your uh, bottom half of your costume came up so high that you couldn't even take much else off to, to get cool. You know, you could take no, that I could jacket, take my off. jacket off. That was yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was wow. a hot one. No, that's, that's, that's really cool information. See, that's, that's a lot of the reason why we do this is like <laughs> fans can learn a lot of really neat things. And uh, so, yeah, um, you guys are, you're working on the production of Robin Hood and yeah. uh, you know, there, there's another, there's another famous uh, Robin Hood that stars a, a fox and a lion and a bear. That's right. Um, you know, the, the Disney animated one. Yeah. Um, Never thought and, of that. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, Realize that. Wow. Did they? Yeah. Sue and, and huh? <laughs> Did they? <laughs> well, you didn't come back after 65 episodes <laughs> for many, many years. <laughs> um, you know, Billy, no. the, uh, one of the things that struck me really funny uh, that I'd never really thought about before in the very beginning when Bravo is complaining about his actors, they're not showing up, they're not here. But then uh, you see how happy he is. Uh, Bravo says, uh, on top of playing my part of Little John, I will also play Van Gogh's part of the Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> and, and so even though he's so upset that he's not here, he goes, Bing, oh, I get to play oh. another part. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I do remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> it was pretty funny and, and classic Bravo, you know? Yeah. The, the writers really got it. Oh, my God. My uh, favorite part was playing with the megaphone. I had so yes. much fun shouting in your all of your faces. Yes. <laughs> you Another told me. fun thing. Go ahead. About the episode. Uh, sure, sure. The other fun thing about the episode two is uh, now I'm sure it's all post-production uh, stuff or whatever. But like you interact with Mayor Ben and there's not a lot of like interactions with throughout the series. Uh, oh, now you're yeah, doing it studio. You're you're doing it on the phone, um, but it's kind of neat to see. Like I think this is the first episode where we see um, Mayor Ben and you know one of the you know the main cast or whatever um, 
interacting with each other. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's something that you want yeah. to comment. No, on uh, well, literally Ben had his own stage and it wasn't our stage and we very rarely saw Ben um, there. I think every, every Zubel, but me made an appearance on Ben's stage. <laughs> hmm. Okay. You see but, Ben, uh, ben, ben uh, you know, Ben was a, a great guy. Uh, so, so sweet. And, uh, you know, happy to be there. Uh, he was in the midst of so many other show business irons in the fire during that period. You know, I they had to work still, around. I think he always seems to have so many irons in the yeah. fire, you know, what and is he still thing? does. God bless him. He's really doing, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, but they would just cut back. I would just, you know, do my little scene there and then they cut it back and forth. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, another uh, just funny interaction uh, between your two characters is, you know, uh, so Michael has said that during Bravo's productions, he had to act as a bad actor. Well, that's um, a, that's what my excuse was. Oh. <laughs> no, Gary, I told the guys that, you know, I would, as you know, when Lookout Bear would be acting, he would, I would sort of overact, like, because oh, yeah. I just figured, well, look out, Bear isn't an actor. He loves to be outdoors. He loves to play sports, go fishing. And so acting isn't really his thing. So I thought, well, how would, how would he really do it? And he just goes a little overboard on everything. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, I love, I love that. I love that. And I loved, I loved, uh, you know, doing the little shtick with you going, you know, lower, lower. Yeah. No, yeah. not lower on the ground. Lower in your voice, lower. lower. <laughs> um, but no, you oh, get John, the oh, uh, John. Little John. you get the plunger to the face. Yes. Oh, that was a good gag. Yeah. Right. So I wanted well, to talk about that, and it's stuck. And, too. You know, Gary, <laughs> you have to come over, and you know, I think they him. actually had us uh, <laughs> battling with swords or something. That somebody, whether it was a producer or one of us, said. You know, maybe we shouldn't be showing kids, you know, real oh, weapons. Yeah, poke, you could poke your eye out. So let's make yeah. them plungers. So, yeah, somebody said, let's make them plungers. Okay, great. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, I and I don't know that. I think that was in the script that I get it stuck on my face. I don't I don't I don't know that I can uh, claim credit for that bit. Um, I don't remember, but it was kind of funny. Yeah, it worked oh, great. Yeah. And the, the sound effect was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then my favorite oh, line in that scene is when uh, Builder Beaver says, uh, well, this is when Little John comes in and Bravo plays Little John. Uh, and I said, well, I'm not playing Little John. He says, oh, I said, you are Mr. Der Beaver. <laughs> Mr. Der Beaver. Mr. Der Beaver. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. Uh, yes, you will. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was good <laughs> and oh my gosh the, you know um, just great writing and uh, a lot of credit to david grossman who uh, uh i'm pretty sure he directed that episode he, he was the director of this mm -hmm. episode yes and uh -huh. i remember david being so open to some of our shtick and our antics and oh our i do too david and was great yeah, he always was having a good time and, and always had a great attitude, you know. But um, one of my favorite things is that Bravo says something like, well, who could I get? Who could I get to 
play the role of Otto von Fox here? Or, or was it, uh, who could I get to direct? Uh, and basically saying, who's better than me? And the answer yeah. is, is me. me. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes up with that scheme that he, he will portray his cousin yeah. Otto von Fox. Yeah. You know, that whole thought process, Gary, watching you, you know, as Bravo go through that. Who that could was ever, fun. That, could uh, that was very fun. Yeah. It would be impossible for anyone to do this except if it was me. <laughs> so, no. So, Mayor Ben says, uh, well, you should talk to the director. And I go, well, yeah. I'm the director. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I, I love, like, you know, because, like, you kneel down or, you know, whatever, and, and the camera pans down and you're looking yeah. in the mirror and yes. it's like bravo you sound like you're talking to yourself i am because I'm, I'm the director the, oh yeah <laughs> he said discuss it with the director and i go okay well i will well what do you think? oh i don't know what do you think oh i think i should try this no i don't know what to do he said what are you doing i'm talking to myself <laughs> yeah oh that is so good and then when awesome. I uh, turning into Bra uh, to Otto von Fox was so much fun. It was sort of the Eric von Stroheim version of Bravo. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I was gonna you say know, you became very German dictator. Oh yeah, right. he yeah. became Gestapo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I still had the I still had the Ed Winnish. Yes, Nazi. You know. Yes, totally. Say, he, he became a stage Nazi. Yeah. I became a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. It was really as if Ed Wynn, how Ed Wynn would sound if he was playing a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And oh, then, yes, you will. No, you won't. Yeah. Gary is uh, very self effacing when he talks about uh, not being a singer or dancer. And I remember, Gary, you being very nervous for the song. Oh, and, God. If you and, watch the song closely, I'm not, I, oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a beat ahead or a beat behind. It's mm. just playback though. And and I remember Gary telling you how great every time you did a take of it, how great it was. And it's just you're just so good. And you oh, are gonna make gosh. it work. And oh my gosh. I overcompensated so by really hamming it up, but I well, I I, a, I could not hear I I don't I can't count time, musical time. I'm so completely unmusical. So the music was just chords. It was if I, you know, I if you played the melody, I could follow the melody. But if it was just chords and it was just dun 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 dun, you know, and I had to like listen, I had to keep time to that rhythm. And if you notice, I'm a little off, but I I never let it stop me. The song is very dramatic. The music and the lyrics are very dramatic. And so are you. And you pulled it off so well. And it's it's a really uh you know, very memorable part of all of those episodes. Thank you. That, that, that was the only right that I only I only sang Bravo's theme song twice during the entire series. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. I, said, I never would have you know pegged you as being off the count for that song. Well, you're hopefully you're watching me and not watching me behind or ahead of the beat. Well, you're right. also listening to the song. So yeah. I mean, an actor to the very core is Bravo the Fox. The one that theater's waiting for is Bravo the Fox. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, it's Just awesome. watch me in a drama giving everything <laughs> I've got. <laughs> Just watch me in a drama. <laughs> Telling people to watch you. <laughs> Just great lyrics. <laughs> great, great music. It was great music. It was great lyrics. Uh, you know, the, the music was fantastic on that show. 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, you know, it's 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 funny to uh, like just watching your character uh, in general. Really, any episode, like he is always such a director. Like Bravo <laughs> always has to have his way. Yeah. That's right. And um, remember the, the big reveal after the song and it's uh, the camera pans up from the boots, all yep. the slow pan all the way up to, to the safari Otto jacket Otto. and the beret. Yes. Uh-huh. And your, your and horse I had a monocle. <laughs> That's a how monocle you know you're evil. Horse whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say so, so the monocle you know, depicts that you're, you're almost the evil cousin. Yes. Yeah, I know. I go, I say, Farewell, Bravo Fox, and welcome, Otto Van Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little um, homage to Colonel Clink. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, but yeah, man. then then we start to see that, uh, you know, the, the Zubels are in protest. Yeah. They don't want Otto Von Fox there anymore. Yeah, uh, and they're they're ready to you know take it seriously now, which was Bravo's plan all along. And uh, uh, Michael, you you kind of are like the first one to step up, and you're like, well, we kind of want Bravo back. And and Gary, you like snap at him. Yeah, you do. You know what? Seeing that again, <laughs> I really I don't know if we discussed it at the time, but it was like um, the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, Dorothy talking yeah. to the Wizard, and. And when I said that, when I watched it again, I said that to Otto von Fox, and then he he snapped at me, and I run away like the you know the uh, <laughs> cowardly lion, you know. Yeah, yeah. It reminded yeah. me a lot of that. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was so fun to play. Yeah. Well, let's see. It was very much reminiscent of like you know like a, a kid standing up to their parent a little bit, just looking for that uh, you know that that little bit of. Uh, independence, They're like no, we're not going to do this anymore. You're not. Oh no, oh no, no. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> and then, just like so many episodes, when we touch on um, serious themes, adult themes, um, look who becomes the Norma Ray of Zubilee Zoo. Uh, Van Gogh Lion organizes, and and it's almost like a union organizing. We're not yeah. going to take it anymore. We're going to go out and we're going to pick it. And I mean, what a what a great thing to introduce kids to. Hey, if you're being abused by someone, yeah. you feel like you're not being treated fairly. Here's one way you can handle it. Come together with the people who you work with or go to school with or do whatever. And and together uh, you're stronger. And uh, there we were with our signs. And <laughs> there was a subtle jab at Van Gogh that I thought was hilarious. Van Gogh's talking to Takatu, and he's like, you know, I, I need words for the signs. And she's like, words? What words? You know, what kind of words? And Bill goes, words Van Gogh can spell. And it's like, <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! That's right. I had forgotten yeah, and we, about that. We've talked about this a little here and there, too, is Builder Beaver's character is always so, like, I don't know if sarcastic is the right word, but he's so like straightforward and like dry about everything. And it's like, yep. well, words that he knows how to spell. Like it's like his 
almost everything he does in that could end in duh. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, like duh. that's that's um, Andy peeking through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, I wondered that, like, how much of that stuff is written versus you know in injecting your own thing into the character. Oh, a lot um, of it was letting they let us they let us have a lot of latitude. Yeah, because there was a similar thing. I I think it was in A Star Is Born, um, and I think it's you, Gary. You know, Bravo says something like, "What was in that bag? Rocks?" And he's like, "Well, there were, <laughs> you know, because like you you like spill the bag of rocks or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was a crowd. It was when he moved in. Oh, with, uh, a crowd. Oh, Tuza yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Me, it me and Bill. That was the uh, uh, odd couple episode. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But it's just funny. Like his character is always doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just, just funny to see that there's a, a through line of that continuing. Yeah. So definitely, um, definitely. Well, definitely. Sandy put his stamp on Bill and uh, as innocent as he was, he could still be sharp and sure. uh, a little caustic. Yeah. <laughs> it's that rapier wit. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Paul, is there anything else specific you have with this episode? No, I mean, it, Gary kind of covered it. We we're like, what I had for notes was the uh, talking about look out in the uh, go low, go high thing. And because th that was hilarious. Mm. You know, <laughs> I want you lower. Okay, get lower to the ground. No, no, no. I want oh, your voice oh. lower. <laughs> you know, so you have this like. But I'm an old lady. So you have this old lady. I am a mother. It was like, wow. And you look back, and um, one of the things that I brought up in another one of our podcasts was um, like Gary told you how I learned from you watching you work and your timing, your comedy timing is so good. And Thanks. when you and Sandy were doing a scene, um, trading, not trading places, um, what was it? when sandy moves in with you who's, who's the crowd? crowd who's the crowd and you do classic bits like the you oh, know sandy God, with yeah. the log and ducking under the log and just and the timing is so good and well you know both sandy and i i think we we really wanted to be vaudevillians yeah and uh as a matter of fact uh the episode where he plays um uh the where he's out of makeup and he's playing that i, I forget the name of the character yeah uh but um and he gets to play the piano uh that was a, a I, I forget the name of the episode but that you know yeah we both wanted to be you know vaudevillians yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh obviously ed win was a vaudevillian that's yeah. you know started yeah, in vaudeville yeah. and well, uh, you know I, I i was working on a one-man show about the life of ed win later on like about wow. 10 15, 20 years ago maybe and uh, it's because I looked up one day in the mirror and I said, you know, geez, look at my fat face. And, <laughs> you know, I said, my gosh, if I had round glasses, I would look like Ed Wynn. I sound like Ed Wynn. So I started to do research on the life of Ed Wynn. But then, unfortunately, not enough people knew who Ed Wynn was to, you know, he wasn't like a Charlie Chaplin or, a, you know, a everybody thought, you know, oh, that's the life of Mayor McCheese or something, you know? <laughs> well, well, what I was going to say, Gary, is uh, when I watched that scene 
of us and you sh uh, barking orders at me, you know, Loa, Loa, and, you know, know your voice. And and I, the timing there, I was really, uh, you know, impressed. It was with great. It worked that. out. It, lo it looks good. I, I, I've rewatched it a few times and uh, I love watching that show. That was a fun show. It, yeah. And uh, the timing was there. Yeah, absolutely. And for I all of it. us. Uh, yep, I see it a lot with um, in this episode, uh, you know, particularly with you and Karen, uh, really good. And you're barking at her. And <laughs> she oh, my God. Karen used to ask me if I could write her a few jokes uh -huh. for various episodes when she would she would she would want me to write her some ad libs. And I remember when she was singing that song, I'm I would I'm a, just a bird in a gilded cage and she's popping the balloons. Yeah. Do you remember that? I forget yeah. what episode that was. And and then after she'd pop a couple of balloons and sing a line, you know, kind of like George Burns, she yeah. she'd do a joke to the audience. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And so I remember writing her this one joke and I said, uh, uh, you know, uh, one time I auditioned for uh, I, I auditioned for the part of a rooster, but my cockadoodle didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. I wow. do remember that. So yeah, that's that's definitely like things as uh, we keep going with future episodes. You know, pay attention to uh, you know Gary mentioned you know Sandy being in in out of character and and playing piano and, and piano uh, man Bill. You know, yeah, piano and, man Bill. That's what it was. There you go. And but didn't Karen, we also do an episode uh, you know, called Vaudeville Star? That's the one, Vaudeville Star, where yeah. yeah Charlie, uh, whatever his name yeah, is, Charlie uh, something, yeah. You know, used to be an old pal of mine. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, that was goodbye, old friend. Yeah. And you say you can't sing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I can carry a tune, but I need help. Um, and you know, when we're uh, another thing that uh, came to mind was when we we're protesting. The chant was. Who do we want? Bravo. When do we want him now? Who do we want? Bravo. And that's a real chant at protest. You know, what yeah, do we sure. want? You know, uh, what? how does it go? What do we want? Uh, Peace. Justice? When do we Peace. want it now? Yeah. Or or one that I like to use. Um, what do we want? Patience. When do we want it now? What do we want? <laughs> Patience. When do we want it now? <laughs> Hilarious. So. All right. Well, if if that's all we've got for this one, we'll put a pin in it. And uh, our next episode, we will be covering Land of Rhymes. Ooh. So that's all I've got. Uh, Gary, well, thank you for being part of this episode. Very much. Thanks. And I have to say that, and I'm being very sincere. You really haven't changed much at all in 35 years. You look great. Are you serious? So I'm dead serious. You look great. And uh, and I have always looked up to you. And oh my uh, gosh. So much oh. respect for you. And I've learned so much from you, not just when we work together in Zoobly Zoo, but in our travels together. Uh, you and I would always like to go out to the, the oh find my a God. nice meal out of town somewhere. And oh, I've had so much fun over the years with you. And and thank you for New being York. A good I will never forget our time in New York. Oh wow. boy. That that could be a whole podcast episode. That's a whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> called Zubli, that's called Zoobly Zoo After Dark. That's right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michael. And the same goes for me. I mean, you know, uh, you uh, you are such an all around talent. And uh, wow. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure working with you always. Well, and that that is totally mutual. I, I just love being around you. I love being with you. Thank you. Thanks. Now, as for Billy and Paul, eh. (laughs) (laughs) no, you guys are great, too. And I feel bad because Gary and I are doing all this reminiscing. And I hope we didn't, uh, you know, step on any toes. At the end of the day, the point of this for us is to get some fun information out there for the fans. Well, and we're along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, all all we're doing is maybe just guiding through, and you guys are are given that you know uh, behind the scenes look. You know, awesome. And fans isn't it have been great watching- that there are so many fans that still love Zubly Zoo. Uh, that's I really love cool. Zoo and it's right, yeah. you know, and that's that's the big thing that so many fans have have been um, watching this show continuously. You know, for thirty five years, and um, Unfortunately, there's not a lot out there about it. Mm-hmm. So um, this is the opportunity to get, uh, you know, some, you know, it, it's it's almost like an audio documentary of sorts. Yeah, um, you're right. You know, to 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 get people, you know, some some fun information that they may not, not have ever known. And, you know, the cool thing is, is people can listen to this. And then go back and watch the episode and have a whole new, uh, you know, set of eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that's, I mean, that's, those is, are the goals. And if we don't right. talk, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> well, and, you know, while the listeners can't see it, you guys could have. I wouldn't have been much good anyway. I spent half the episode buckled over with laughter. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think um, this is so much fun, Billy, Paul. You guys are the greatest, and uh, and we got to spend time with the great Gary Schwartz, Bravo Fox, and Presario <laughs> of the, the Theater. Box. Thank you all. You you are all too kind. <laughs> hey, when you get to the mayor of Backwardville, I'll see if I can get Caleb to come on with me. Yeah, Mayor Backtrack, Bert Backtrack, Bert Backtrack was my partner, Caleb Chung. Who lost right. Builder Beaver to my, you know, to my Who Bravo Fox has quite the story himself. So, yeah. yes. um, so he does. People will uh, very much want to hear that. So uh, I, I look forward to it. Yes. We won't give anything. All right. No, no. We'll, we'll save it for those that don't know. We'll save it and you'll you'll be blown away. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. You guys want to take us out? Well, it's been great. Thank you all. And I can't wait for the next one. And uh, I better go brush up on Land of Rhymes. The Land of Rhymes. That's right. All right. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I had a ball. Mike, it's always good to play with you and see you. Likewise. Paul, Billy, a lovely time. Thank you. This was really fun. Anytime. All right. That's it. Thank you all. Toodaloo, Zubaroos. See you next time. Thank you all again for joining us on these new Zoobly Zoo adventures. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Zoobly Zoo Podcast. Bye for now, Zoobaroos. Zoobly Zoo.